Look at you with your little blue outfit on. Yeah, I just came from um, acupuncture. I've been doing acupuncture. To try to sweat? Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying everything at this point. Where are they hitting you with the needles? Well, first they went into my thumbs and feet, and now he's in my belly button and my shoulders and my head. And um, I've been drinking these teas that he's giving me that are super nasty. But, and I'm, I'm, I'm down to two and a half milligrams of my Lexapro, um, down from 20. And I think I'm starting to sweat a little bit, like on my forehead this weekend. It was kind of there. I mean, I was like, oh shit, is this happening? Finally, I might be turning a corner. I don't want to get ahead of myself here, but... I, shit might be happening. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. And this is so, from the medicine man person you're going to? This is from the holistic guy look, who's hitting you with needles and giving I mean, you tea? Maybe, 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 maybe. Here, but here, here, here's, the, here's the thing. If I get off of this Lexapro and then I start sweating again, it will coincide with how it worked out 20 years ago where I got off Selexa and I started sweating. So maybe this is what the problem is. No. SSRIs. Um, But even ahead of that, or even aside from that, it's just a wake-up call to get healthy. I'll hit rock bottom. I've hit rock bottom. What, What does that mean? I've just been drinking too much. You know, I've been... Dipping a lot of tobacco, smoking cigarettes. Uh, yeah, it's just I, I haven't been a healthy person where normally I am. You know, I mean, this lack of not, or not being able to sweat and overheating, I'm not able to work out. I'm not able to just be the healthy person that I usually am. So once I hit that slope, it gets slippery And then I fall into the fucking hell and just (laughs) abusing myself with substances that are not, you know, cocaine and fucking heroin, but just tobacco and dip and and liquor and and we say it and no, because I will never stop doing that. That's that's not a problem. You know what I mean? That's not affecting. And you're to you, but I'm telling you. Oh, God. You are so old school. When are you going to grow up? When are you going to grow up? You're a 51-year-old man. Of the two of us sitting on this call, I sweat. That has nothing to do with marijuana. How do you know? Don't you have to start eliminating things? So you're going to cut out your antidepressant. Yeah. You're going to continue to smoke weed. Yeah. And you're going to... Hope that that's the and you got to start somewhere. So I get it, but you think that's what's going to unlock the the dam, and you're going to start beating up right away. Well, I'm 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 doing everything that I, hope I can, so. but I'm yeah. not. But, but it's you're not, not stopping about weed. marijuana. It's not How about you know? that because I know you don't know what it's about at all. You don't know. You don't. I know you that it's know. not about weed. You just don't want it to be about weed. No, dude. I don't know, dude. I, I just, you know, am I talking to Joe Buck or Jack Buck? 
Who am I talking to? Well, <laughs> hey there, Oliver. <laughs> Enjoyed the podcast. <laughs> really love what you did on Scream Queens. <laughs> yeah, you're uh, you're um, talking to Jack right now. You know I'm just giving you shit. I want I want you to figure out somehow, no, some I way. Know. I know. To, it's, to it's, sweat. It's I feel there. like it. It's it's one of those psychosomatic situations where, and I'm not saying that's where it started, but now I feel like you're obsessing mm. on it so much that you're all you're you, you have the ability. I feel like your mind. Mm-hmm. Your central nervous system, or mm-hmm. something, you have the ability somehow to kind of mm-hmm. shut something down. Yeah, no, I, I, I don't disagree with you. Um, you know, because it has gotten into my head, and you, there is anxiety that builds up around it. Yeah, and frustration and anger and all of it because it's been over a year now, and it's, 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 it's gnarly. You know. So if you work <laughs> out, gnarly. if you ran a marathon, oh, I, I dropped re- dead at mile four. Serious, but that's because you're not able to sweat and therefore cool I can't your perspire body. and cool my body down. Okay, I played golf um, three days ago and it was hot. I was in the desert and I, I knew I shouldn't be out, but I was like, fuck it, I really want to do it. And I got home and it was scary. I was really dizzy. I was heavy panting and my heart was beating fast. I had I jumped in the in a, in a cold pool and it took me all day. And in through the night, maybe even the next morning to to recover. You wow. Know? Um, well, good. Yeah, I'm glad you're seeing all these different people. I'm, I worry about you because I know, I know that you know that exercise is good for you. And if you feel like you can't have access to something that's good for your brain and good for your body, but I think is equally as good for your mind and your spirit and your soul, mm-hmm. and you you have you can't do that. It's a big deal. So, well, sometimes I think you, not you, but I, I can only speak personally, is I, I have to hit rock bottom sometimes to then pick myself back up. That's my personality. You know, I'll, I'll beat myself up until I'm like, okay, I can't take this anymore. And, you can't and I'm take there. yourself I've beating be- yourself up anymore. Yeah, right? and, and I've, med- I've been meditating I'm five days in a row, you know, which feels good. I've been, I've just been healthier. I stopped drinking. I'm just trying to I'm trying to clean my shit up. That's all. Do you have a place where you hang out when you hit rock bottom? Because I feel like you're there a lot. Do you have like a little condo down there, or uh... I go to Bikini Bottom with SpongeBob and Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> hey SpongeBob, hey there SpongeBob. <laughs> I, lo- I love SpongeBob. My kids are obsessed. My middle kid Bodie's obsessed with SpongeBob. He's seen I think every episode. And it is so it is great. fantastic. It's, it's smart. really smart and really amazing. So I reconnected with my uncle yesterday. I had lunch with my mom's older brother. My mom's 81. I think my uncle's 83 or 84. And I had not seen him in forever. And my mom and he, there's some stress in their relationship. I, I, I'm pretty sure I know what the root of it is, but not probably appropriate for this podcast because they can't defend themselves. But let's just say they haven't had as close of a relationship as they should have had. And, you know, they have so much shared life experience. So I I just reached out to him and I said, I really want to go to lunch with you. I, I've always, I always loved him. He reminds me of my grandfather, his dad, my mom's dad. And I had the best lunch with this 84-year-old guy who's just so funny and so sharp and 
has so many cool things to share and is a pilot and still works for the FAA and uh, is is just as crystal clear sharp as he's always been. And it was just nice. And it made me realize that sometimes, you know, your relationship with, with the older group in your family tree is reliant upon how they get along up there on those branches because you end up getting the fallout of two people that don't really talk. So now you don't see them at Thanksgiving. You don't see them at Christmas. You don't see them at these other things. And you just drift apart. And I'm like, man, I've got a really close relative who's in his 80s and who I've always loved. I need to reach out and force a reunion, which I did. And it it was so great. And then I texted you, Oliver. I was listening to the song Home by the Foo Fighters. Like <laughs> I got cry, that driving down the highway, like crying, <laughs> like thinking about my dad and thinking about how life was with my grandma and my grandpa. And that included my uncle. So that was just a good mm. day. And it was nice to reconnect. And it was nice to see him so well. Uh, you know, he you said, but great. that's a, it's an important thing you said, you know, and it, it's 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 true. You know, as far as the family tree goes, you know, those, those branches up high, when those are broken, sort of, you know, it's up to the younger people to try to reach up and reconnect because yeah. you lose touch. If, if it's broken up here, how does it trickle down? You know, it's up to us or the people below to get curious and want to have a relationship, you know, and that's that's cool, man. I like that. So this uncle of yours, though, did you, have you not talked to him or seen him I, in a long, long, So long, I've been married to time. Michelle for seven years. He's never met Michelle. They, they live, it's kind of like you and your uncle. I, I, I could hit two drivers and hit their house. And that's how close they are to us in a small town. And he's never met Michelle, never met the boys, Probably hadn't talked to him for a couple of years before I even met Michelle. So I, yeah, it's been almost a decade, and and you know his parents. So his mom, my grandma, lived with us for a long time. His dad, my grandfather, that's the one who played in the NFL, played for the Chicago Bears. He was like my dad. I mean, my dad, my actual dad, traveled so much that my grandfather, my mom's dad, really raised me in a lot of different points in life and uh, passed away when I was 15 or 16. So I I have a real strong connection with this man's parents, my grandparents, and it just was, it brought a lot of that back, which I I kind of been able to shut off. And uh, it was was just a very pleasant, easy lunch. Like, I I don't know how you feel about potentially going to lunch with your dad. Mm -hmm. I have, I've done it. Yeah, but was was the conversation strained? Or were you no, worried about I mean, the conversation prior to? Like, what the hell am I going to talk about when we get there? The first breakfast or brunch that I had with him was just getting through it. I mean, not getting through it, meaning I was not wanting to be there. I It was more on the, he was on the witness stand. I was just grilling him. We were getting shit out. Once that happened, then the second time we had lunch was sort of a bit boozy. We drank some beers and just, were reminiscing and and then it was easy you know then it was then it was easy and we it was crazy i i just he was emotional because he saw so much of himself in me and vice versa i i saw so much of of him and me and and it was it was so interesting i mean because i'm an adult now or 
at least physically. And (laughs) I've never experienced him as an adult, and he's never experienced me as an adult. And the similarities and the way that we think about life and the way that we go about things, it's fucking weird, man, when you don't have that person in your life who is genetically you, DNA, and now you almost see yourself. It's str- It was strange. It was yeah. very strange, honestly. That stuff's yeah. all in there, even with my uncle. I mean, I he and I stand. We have a stand that, like, if, if he's standing still for a while— He'll cross his one leg in front over his other leg, and that's how I stand if I'm standing for a while. And I have a lot of the, you know, he and I are very similar, um, I don't know, similar DNA. I, I see a lot of similar traits. So that that part of it was nice. But for you to have that much time go by to be able to recognize all those similarities is got to be mind-blowing oh yeah it's crazy yeah it's been it's interesting you know i mean we've we text now and again but it it just lays there that's just what it is at this point and that surprises me i would 25 minutes away but we just you know i I don't know it's just the way fucking that surprises me though and and it's got to surprise you as a dad that once that line of communication is open then I would think it would be, it's hard to open the line of communication, but once it's mm-hmm. open, and we've talked many times in the podcast how that got opened with you with a sarcastic Instagram thing on Father's Day, but how that thing started and you've had a couple of lunches, I would think that it shouldn't still be on you to be the one to initiate. He, he's got to be enough of of an adult to know that it would mean a lot to you if he reached out to you regularly and checked in and came around and saw your kid. I mean, has he met your kids? Yeah, he met them, which was really cool. Um, But at the same time, I I, I don't expect that of him. You know, I mean, I I just... uh, I'm Do you listen to his podcast? When's it, is his podcast out? I don't know if it's. I don't even know. I, I he, he you wanted can me get to, be to on know it. your dad through, <laughs> through his, his podcast. podcast. <laughs> yeah, but that's the thing is, it's who he is. It's, it's just who he is, and I respect who he is, and I and I don't take it personally, so it doesn't hurt me. I don't, I don't, I, I don't get upset that we have opened this door and he's not sort of stepping through. God, it's so nuts to I, me. I don't, I, I don't care. I, I, I know who he is and it's okay. You know, I, I, I honestly see a little of myself in him. I, I don't, I, I'm sort of selfish. I was talking, I was talking to Aaron about this, just getting deep uh, on sort of who I am and my life. And, you know, we have these fun deep conversations sometimes and and i was i i'm selfish i'm a selfish person i want to do what i want to do and sometimes that sacrifice for others is difficult you know if i want to go play golf i'm gonna figure out how to do it and i will you know say whatever i need to say do whatever i need to do to to to, to play that game to play that round of golf i definitely sacrifice for my kids and I, I do what I, I, I do what I have to do, but I want to do what I want to do. I'm a selfish yeah. man. Well, I think we all are to some degree. And then it's how much are you willing to give up of that to 
I mean, are you really in a position where you're making somebody else happy or are you just kind of appeasing that other person? It's hard. That's what that's what happens in a marriage. That's what happens where you're giving up a part of your freedom and you're, you should give up a part of your selfishness. And then you have kids and you give away more of your selfishness where you feel like I always have. I'm there for the group. Like I'm there. What do you need? I'm, I'm here. I will get it done for you. And... uh I'm I'm going to put myself second or third. And I don't say that trying to act like I'm a better person than I am. I'm not saying it for that reason, but I I think that's the part that's it's never made sense to me with your dad or dad's, you know, it's the same with my daughters and their grandfather uh from my ex-wife. I, you know, there is no there was no relationship there, but you can see when they do run into each other, both parties really want a relationship, but nobody will take the the actual steps to work at it and and foster some sort of understanding and and uh parameters for a relationship. So I that that part of it is just never made sense to me. And it still doesn't make sense. And I know it doesn't make sense to you and it's gotta be hurtful on some level with you the kind of dad you are and what you would lay down on train tracks for your all three of your kids with no questions asked. And you're not asking a lot out of your father, just a little bit of a reach out he and does not though. Happening. He does. I mean, he'll shoot me a text here and there, and you know, he's not gung ho about trying to see me. And but the thing is, I, I, you know, I, I'm, I hit him up, and I'm like, we need to hang. Let's do it. And he goes, yeah, let's do it. And then neither of us follow up. We're like two peas in a pod, in a way, you know. Well, all right. As long as you're good with it, I just don't. I would love for you. I would love for this podcast, along with making you know tens of dollars. I would love for this podcast to somehow reconnect you in a meaningful way to your father and have this him. Is all, it, what, it's all a buildup, man. It's all a buildup for our season finale when Bill Hudson comes on the show and we just hash it out, man. We just got to wait for a few more a few dominoes more to fall. Oh, no, oh. just more listeners. You know, I mean, we need to build from. 18 to maybe 35 and then I'm ready to okay but but here's 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 what you know like like it would be if 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 I was in that situation there are I have a sister I have a mom you know if I'm reaching out to somebody who's estranged you know you have to also cross all those t's dot all all those i's and make sure everybody's okay with you in essence using this forum to air out family grievances or trying to get some understanding of your father and that's that's not everybody's going to be into that so that's another layer to this that you've got to manage and make sure everybody's Mm -hmm. okay with in your on your side of the fence before you reach across to do something publicly with him yeah well i guess but it's it's me it's my shit i don't need permission you know what i mean clip that Margot, Josh, clip that right there. <laughs> we're, we're, we're gonna we're gonna run that until the tape wears out. I don't need permission. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. No, I don't. Who am I gonna ask permission of? You know, I I'm not allowed to talk to my father without getting clearance from my family. Yeah, but on a podcast, I mean, could so there what? be a less real way to talk to somebody? Not that we're not gonna. Do that with John Stamos, who is checking in uh, on the well, Zoom call. The thing is, though, sometimes with the microphone in front of your mouth, 
you're able to say things, you feel a little bit more comfortable, you know? That's I mean, you're true, able baby. to be a little bit more vulnerable. So a podcast, maybe that's the fucking space to get it done. Maybe that's where dads and sons and dads and daughters need to come heal. Maybe that's why there's been such a boon in podcasts. People are actually trying to reconnect with their children or their parents. Or, <laughs> yeah, so that's what it takes. Uh, or other things. I don't know. Who knows? I hope John, uh, who checked in and now checked out, knows that. Yeah, you know, we, we don't that, really do like a formal. Here's Johnny. Yeah, uh, yeah. Introduction. No, you just don't be afraid, Stamos. Just, just jump in. Don't be, don't be scared, man. It's. You know what? I gotta pee. No, well, I'll talk to John while you go pee. I'll time I'm you. Gonna go, I'm gonna go pee. Yeah, time me. What's the what's the the flow? thing what's the medicine that helps with your flow flow max know, flow max there he is i mean not that i know but i mean i've heard yeah yeah no we none of us need flow max yet i was thinking of singing a hudson brothers song while he pees you'll <laughs> <laughs> make right? you'll make him start to weep yeah he's cried on this podcast john just so you know He's going to cry soon. The Hudson yeah. Brothers, dude. Uh, so you are a star. Yeah, 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 yeah. I they love them. I'm sorry. Nobody yeah. knows you like I do. Yeah. Bucky Margolis, wasn't that a character or something on there, too? Yeah, they had. You know what? I've never seen one episode of their variety show. Not one. Share the Zoom, and I'll show you some, some, some of their highlights. <clears throat> I should probably check it out, you know. I don't know why. Maybe it's some emotional block. Let me just can we, let me put this nice mic up. I thought maybe we would. Yeah, yeah, I didn't know. yeah. no, we're good. Let me find some headphones. Hey, Oliver. Yeah. I didn't know that you two did scenes together in Scream Queens. I, I just found that out before uh, mm -hmm. you hopped on. That's very cool. Let's save it for the pop. Okay. <laughs> so this is. Guys, you just use this only. <laughs> uh, this is oh, trust me, this is staying in. But we we have no structure to this. If it stays podcast. in, then I'll never listen to this again. I don't listen to it now, but I'll tell people not to listen. It's not staying in. Yes, it is. No, Josh gets upset because then people rip him. People comment and say they they complain. Yeah, but Josh, you gotta let go of your ego, Josh. This isn't about you, man. <laughs> yes, it is. It's entirely about me. Don't ask. Just take it out. Just take it out. I like the in between. You live in the taint. I, I li uh, uh, <laughs> Daddy issues. Living in the taint. Living in the taint. <laughs> Hi guys. Hey, hey! It's John Stamos. How and, are you? Uh, <laughs> can we tell the audience? I mean, if you're not going to play what what just happened, we got to tell. Them. I mean, I mean, Oliver had to take a pee, and yeah. he brought. The mic in there with him. Mm -hmm. Yes. I did. We started yeah, to get into started getting to my dad. We started to get into the Hudson brothers. I've never yep. seen an episode, not one. So both your parents, Oliver, have each had variety shows. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Who can my say mom that? did a couple? She did a couple. One with Liza Minnelli and the Muppets. And laughing. And laughing. I forgot about that. 
My favorite, <laughs> my right. favorite thing your mom did. I think I showed you Oliver. Did I ever of uh, when she was on the Dean Martin show with Dean? And she was. It was they were doing a song about the Dum Dum Club. It was so yep. beautiful. Yep, 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 yep. Loved it. Well, you, you're a Disney file. I mean, were you into Kurt Russell? Well, not not the way you make it sound, but I liked it. <laughs> into Kurt Russell, like him. Well, Can I'm just saying because Disney file, right? Kurt and then Elvis. Sure. Kurt played Elvis. I know, yeah. so great. He was the best Elvis. He was great. He's a good guy, huh? So he was really your dad, right? Yeah he he he. I mean, he raised me. He was in my life at six six or seven years old, and he. He's the one who sort of made me into what I am, good yeah. and bad. Yeah, and he know. just told us before he got on, John, that he's he's finally hit rock bottom. I've been drinking it too much, and I've been chewing too much tobacco and smoking cigarettes, and I, I've just I've been uh, I've been on a bit of a slide. So I finally hit bottom, and now I'm I'm working my way back my way back up. Acupuncture, oh. eating uh-huh. right. I'm trying to get my shit together. You, know. you sober up a little bit? You sober up? I had to. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I wasn't. I wasn't. It wasn't a problem, but it was just an everyday thing, and it was. I was using. Well, how is that it. not a problem? <laughs> <laughs> Every day, I couldn't stop drinking. It wasn't a problem, but you know. I guess it was a problem, but not in the sense of it was really fucking up my life, and I could. I wouldn't call myself an alcoholic. You know what I mean? But it, I was just feel. I was feeling terrible. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. So I had to pull myself back up. Good for you. You're a healthy man, though. Well, I had it five years ago. I was I hit the bottom too, and I was like, "Fuck!" And I used to dream about having kids, and I'm like, "I'm never gonna have a kid like this." I, you know, you'd lay in your bed and recover for a few days before having to go on camera, and I'm like, "What if I had a kid right now?" Like that wouldn't work. Mm. And now that I do, and he's turning three in a couple weeks. you got to really be helped. Although I got to ask, I have a lot of, of, I need a lot of advice from you guys, but two nights in a row, he didn't sleep. So I've yeah. slept zero, you know, the last couple of nights. But. <laughs> How great is it though? How great is it being a dad though? I mean, I know, I know it's, 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 he's three and you've had right. three years to, but isn't it fucking, it's just incredible. I mean, I have yeah. three kids. I know. I, I want to ask you guys so many questions and I, and I'm going to say first two. Man, you look great, Oliver. Anyway, and 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 Joe, I didn't really know you, but I I listened to a bunch of podcasts last night with you guys, and you're really funny. You have great chemistry, and I like how you take the piss it's out a, of each other. It's it's a weird mix, and I don't really know. I was friends with his sister before him. Now I, she won't take my calls, so I, yeah. I end up doing a podcast <laughs> right. with Oliver, and mm. we are definitely different people who yeah. enjoy each other's company so much. And you know, it's funny for you, John. You know, you and I, we're now dads. I am for the second time, but in our 50s, yeah. our our kids, so I have twin boys that were born 11 days after your son, right. uh, Billy, and so I'm almost 52, Right. and I got to tell you, my patience uh, level, maybe it's because I've done it before, but my patience <laughs> level is about a two. Really? On a scale of zero to one hundred, I'm a good dad. I'm a good dad, yeah, I don't know, but I but hey, it's a lot. I think if I would have had kids when I was younger, my patience level would have been at a two. Now I'm just like, ah, eh, mm. okay, what well, you know, burn the house down. I don't give a shit. I mean, mm. all day long the kid is trying to kill himself or kill me or my wife. <laughs> is that what you? I mean, uh, he's on a suicide mission. Uh-huh. Last week is this is a studio in here. He he'll find whatever the most dangerous thing is. 
we were, I, there was a guy over here helping me do a speaker thing. And we looked over and he had not one, but two screwdrivers going right mm. into the socket. Oh, and good. I saw, I saw a tiny little, and I threw them back. And, but um, <laughs> it's good. <laughs> <laughs> I never, you know, here's what I realized the most. I was thinking about this morning. I, now I know why there's so many fucked up people in this world because it is, it is so, it's much harder than I thought. And my wife does 90% of it, right? I mean, you know, it takes so much patience, as you say. Oh, oh, that that's so true. And I'm glad you said that because it's so f- crazy frustrating sometimes. I had to put my first son down. He was crying so much. Put him down like a horse? Like shoot him or something? <laughs> what do you mean? What I thought. <laughs> Did you at least bring to, the yeah, curtain put him down. out? No. You broke brought the curtain out. I, I had to put him on the bed and surround him with pillows because I just right. needed a break. I was like, all right, I, I got to put you down now because I need to walk away for a second. Yeah. Ha, ha, yeah. And, and Joe, what about the terrible twos and th- like, are they, are your boys going through that? Yeah. But I, I feel like it's threes are, are going to be a little bit more intense. I mean, and, and having twins, I mean, imagine your situation times two. Yeah. And, and so on one hand, it's great because they have each other to play with and, and, and really interact with. And it's not all on mom and dad at this point, but, Right, man, it's uh, they fight like crazy, and it's become right. really physical. And one of my twins is uh, like a foot taller than the other one, <laughs> and they go at it, and it's just not a fair fight. And I and I, mm-hmm. I try to step in the middle of it and help the little one a little bit, but shit, <laughs> when the, when my bigger twin runs at me at three years old, I, I get scared. So I I don't. I don't know what to say other than having daughters back in my late 20s, early 30s, and now having these boys, it is an entirely different experience. Yeah, yeah. Not not just not just because of me, but raising boys and raising girls, two different things, and these boys are just full energy, and, and I was not <laughs> expecting that. If you like conversations with talented actors, like on today's episode, go check out the Daddy Issues archives and listen to our conversation with the incredibly talented Josh Dumel, where we discuss everything from parenting to hot yoga to sports, divorce, outdoor activities, which is divorce, and so much more. <laughs> so the obvious question, Josh, is how's life? How, how are you uh, getting along during this uh, pandemic I'm sanding my deck right now. I'm almost done. I should be done today. We're going to replace a few screws, and then we're going to start staining it tomorrow. So that's something. Oh, that's that's good. Something. What about you, Joe? I I just, I don't know that you could give a laundry list of things you're doing that could make me feel like less of a man. I'm... I'm... (laughs) Don't go anywhere. Just a bit outside. Try the corner and missed. We'll be back after this short break with more from today's guest, John Stamos. What do you, what, I mean, where's the, what do you guys do? And I, I didn't catch it on the four or five podcasts I listened to last night. I, I just heard a lot of Ernie Borgnine talk and, you know, where's the, but um, <laughs> what do you, what's discipline? I mean, Joe you, reference. Yes. You guys went on about Ernie Borgnine. It was very funny. Yeah. Um, thank you. What, uh, what's the discipline? Like, what do you, do? I mean, you can't, and I don't mean this as a joke and people laugh when I says, you can't hit them. I, I, I mean, I was spanked. I don't know mm-hmm. what you guys did, but. No, I just I was, can't. I was hit with a belt. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was. I was and, spanked. And what do you do with the like? Where's the? Where, do we try the timeout thing. The other day, I took. 
I took away. I said, that's it. I'm taking these toys away. And he just kind of watched me take them out to the garage. No, you know, no, nothing. And so no I went, reaction. No reaction. I went find the ones he loved, these little dinosaurs, took them out. And as I'm taking them out, he goes, here, daddy, and grab some more. Here, take these two, <laughs> little smart ass. I don't know if he was fucking with me or he was just trying to, I, you know. But what do you do? I mean, what do you do? I, I don't know. I, oh, I say that all the time to my my one son loves lions. I'm like, if you don't do whatever I'm asking you to do at this moment, I'm going to take all your lions away. Do you want yeah. that? Yes. Okay. <laughs> right, right. Um, all right. How about if you, you want to go sit in your bed? Okay. There's no, so I, I fight, I, I, I fight gently with my wife about this all the time. Like she is very, oh, let them explore. Let them right draw their leg with a marker and all that and i'm like no just if they don't hear no from you they they shouldn't hear no the first Mm -hmm. time they're out in the real world they need to hear no from mom and dad and they want boundaries i I definitely have a a different way i think than most la parents these days do it you know i i believe in discipline i think that they crave structure i think that they unconsciously want to be disciplined, I had no. When I went into parenting, I didn't. I did not say, "Oh, I'm never going to spank," but mm-hmm. I am not that person. I've never spanked my kids. I've never felt yeah. an inclination to ever spank my kids. But I do believe in discipline. I believe in structure. I don't believe in, "Oh, well, how did that make you feel?" You know, I'm like, no, 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 no. But what is it? What's the consequence? The discipline for me. Well, here's what I here's here's what I will say. However you do it, I think that consistency and follow through is extremely important. There are so many false there's so many false threats. If you don't do this, then right. you're not going to get this. And then of course, you give them whatever the fuck they want. Right. The follow through is huge so they learn to respect you and understand that you when you say something, you mean yeah. it and right. it's going to have consequences. You know, there's a lot of empty threats rolling around and that just it, that doesn't do the trick, you know. God bless my wife because she's, you know, she's she reads books, she listens to you know to to books on tape, and then she she has this, um, you know, since the COVID, we had these sort of little preschool going on over here three days a week, which is you know really sweet, and you know they've taken over my house, the garage now the, the the garden, but um and then they, she does this Raya class, a Raya Raya technique. Have you guys heard of that? Is that mm-hmm. Am I saying no. it right? It's no. very much like, how did that make you feel? You know, mm-hmm. and I, she made me sit in on it. And I, again, like it's another tool in the toolbox. And I, I think it's, you know, I don't know if it's working yet, but it, you know, it's, you know, uh, it, some kid threw a bottle at Billy's head. It was plastic. And they're like, how did that make you feel? I said, how the fuck do you think it made a feeling? <laughs> <laughs> you know, but like, somewhere, but it, but, somewhere, John, <laughs> our dads are laughing. Totally. I felt like I was in a sitcom. I'm sitting there with these hip parents yeah. and they're like, you know, I don't, you know, don't tell them, don't ask them if, if don't tell them you're proud of them. Ask them if they're proud of themselves. Oh, yeah. oh God. See, I, I, I hate I can't, that. Sh- I can't stand that yeah. stuff. Well, I can't, I can't, I can't stand it. I look, I, I, I respect that. I think that we, we are emotionally evolved people, I think from yes. 50 years ago, just generally. And I think it's important that our kids are free to express emotions and talk about how they feel. Yes. But when it comes to certain things, it's not about how you feel. I mean, let's get real. When a kid hits me with a bottle, I don't give a, right. I'm not going to talk it out. I'm going right, to right, 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 right. confront you and I'm going to, yeah. you know, act accordingly. 
I, 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 I don't want to put that thing down because there are, there's some good stuff that I've learned from of it. Course, and of some course. of the stuff is working, you know, and it, it's it mainly, you know, a lot of it is let's don't yell. And so we try not to yell. But then sometimes, you know, you know, I yell. How were you, how were you disciplined as a kid? Like, how were you raised? And do you want to emulate that? I mean, you obviously loved your dad. Can you take from what he did with you guys and sort of put that into your in practice? Yes. I just don't remember, you know, how he was when we were this little. I, I don't I don't remember getting I mean, maybe a little bit of that. But but discipline, discipline, discipline. My dad owned a fast food place and I worked there, you know, from uh, 13 years old on. And and in fact, I was working there um, on Sundays and I got the uh, I was supposed to he wanted me to go to college. I wasn't a student man. I couldn't, you know, deal with it. Anyway. And I uh, I went to that to sign up at the local college, Cypress College, to that room where you sign in. And I, but I couldn't find the room, so I came home. I said, I didn't, you know. He said, next semester you got to go to college, take business course, because he wanted me to, you know, take over the restaurant. I said, okay. And then I was like, I got to get on TV. I got to get on. And I got on General Hospital, and I started working on. And at the time, eighty one, it was the, you know, it was a gigantic show, and everybody watched it. But my dad made me still come in on Sundays. I was a Sunday guy, and I still worked there for about three months after the sh- I was working during the week. The show was on air. I said, Dad, I'm famous. I got to go. But it was discipline, <laughs> time, you know, <laughs> boundaries, all that stuff. My parents are both gone now, and I just, it's the saddest part for me is that, that you know, that I can't ask him some of these questions, you know, because. Yeah. yeah. Good. Yeah. But did you have freedom as a kid, though? Did you have freedom to, to roam and explore and do the things that you you know wanted to do and get in trouble and all those things? I, I Yes, for sure. But I wasn't I had I was I, I went. You know what saved me? I always went to bed at around eight thirty nine. You know, like nine o'clock was really late for me. So I kept me out of trouble for the most part. Wow. And um, I wasn't. I just love being around my parents. I love, you know, it was later that I got, you know, that I slipped away. I, later, as as time goes on and more success was happening and kicks keep getting harder to find, as, as, you, as you know, right, Oliver, that the, the line just keeps being pushed, discipline, the, you know, knowing your lines, drinking the night before, drinking at work, you know, all that shit just started to take away. And it, it was, it got embarrassing for me because I wasn't that that guy that my parents raised or my dad. The one thing that they did that I'll never forget, and I really will try to do this with my sons, like there was no boundaries. Like I wanted to be an actor. They didn't go, you can't do it. You can, oh, you got to have an agent. You got to have, you know, there was the, okay, great, go. And I never, I just never thought there was nothing in the way. I just did it. Like, you know, I was very, very lucky. And, but once I got in, I had the discipline, you know, that my dad instilled in me and my mom um, and boundaries and respect. Uh, and, and, and I went in wanting to learn as much as I could and uh you know all those things but my dad you know how people i was thinking he was he was the best man at my first wedding and he was like my best friend and i and i i you know that moment where you look at your parents and you go oh they're just a human they're not a, he's not a superhero he's not all that stuff. that never really happened for me for my dad he was the coolest motherfucker you know mm. mm-hmm. god that's exactly he was my dad was my best man yeah. at my first right. wedding my dad was my best friend right. uh i mean now right. he broadcast for the who me? Yeah, what? you guys, great. I'm happy for you. I wish I had that. Keep going, Joe. Well, you got. What about one of the other Hudson brothers? He had two. Are they uh, still alive? Know. Those other guys. Sorry to interrupt, but I know I, I'm honestly There's Uncle Mark for both of you. <laughs> I, I I have my Uncle Mark and my Uncle Brett. My Uncle Mark is a songwriter who lives down the street from me. Oh yeah, and that's I right. yeah, and yeah, I yeah, discovered yeah. that in the most crazy way. But coincidentally, he lives. 300 yards from my house, which is crazy. Wow. 
So we've connected a lot. We talk and text, and I'm close. I'm much closer with Uncle Mark than I am my dad right now. Wow. Right, right, um, right, right. But I love hearing you guys talk about that, and uh, it gets me misty because I am so grateful that my kids get to have that in me. Yeah, right. Um, they and, do. And at, this, and at the same time, you know, there is a sense of wonder of about sort of who I would be, I guess, if I had that, if my dad was my best friend. Kurt is an amazing human being. He, I consider him my father. Um but you know, when you're talking about biology, it's a it's a whole different ball game. How so, old were How old were you when Kurt came around? I was about six or seven years old, right? Um, and you know, he he immediately said to us that he will always be there, even if him right. and my mom don't work out, he will never ever be out of our lives, and will always be that person. So. That gave us a lot of security, you know. Um, but it's different. It's different when it's your biological father and your stepdad, even though he's it is. come I mean, in and played that role, you know. But but he was there all the time for you, right? And and oh yeah, all the good oh, things about without you. a doubt, without a doubt. So you you were just wondering, what if that was my? What if I had that from my biological dad? Maybe yeah, it wouldn't just, be as good, right? I mean, who clearly, knows? You know, the dad. I, yeah, you, look, fuck, man. It's always the what if. It's the sliding doors, right. I guess. But right. you know, it, it, I just, I'm just happy that I can be that for my kids. You know, you can go, you can go two ways, right? My dad's yeah. dad bailed on him when he was five years old in the middle of the night. My dad, you know, sort of did what he did, and I needed to break that cycle. And I remember he from did. a young kid thinking, I do not want to do that to my children, and that has stuck with me. You know, um, so. Hopefully I mean, that's I, well, what more could you it. ask for, Oliver? That's that. That's it, man. John, did you did you make a did you make a conscious de- decision not to have kids in your earlier years, or or were you just rolling doing your life, and that, that's just um, the way it was? No, I did. It wasn't a con. No, I always wanted kids. I always wanted yeah. family. It didn't yeah. work out with my first marriage. Then I went rogue for ten years. You know, way too many years. And luckily, I met. Caitlin, my wife now, who was just, you know, who was everything that I'd ever wanted in a wife and a mother. And um, Joe, I, 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 I don't, again, I don't know your situation that much, but I'm sure your dad's really proud of you. Yeah. And, and I'll bet you, you too, Oliver, like you don't talk to him at all, right? Oh, yeah. No, no, I do now. Uh, oh, uh, you know, we, okay. we've reconnected and it's been a couple of years now. It's a lot of texting. Um, okay. We've seen each other a, a handful, a few times, but it's been, yeah. uh, it's been good. It's something. You know, great. It's that's great. And I know, like it, man, it's like, I know he's proud of me. I know he looks at me and sees me and, and gets emotional. And, and, and I know he has regrets. And I know that he wishes that he could have been someone that that he wasn't capable of being. And that's why I have the ultimate forgiveness and compassion for that man, because he he didn't have the fucking tools to deal with right, his trauma. Right, right, right? right. I was lucky right. enough to to have to, to build a toolbox of sorts. Right. So that's I, I'm OK with it. I'm OK with it. And he, he was is. in his, he was kind of what I was saying earlier. He was in his twenties probably when he had you, right? Or, and they yeah, were just 20s, getting famous yeah. and, you know, yep. and I'm sure there was substance abuse going on back then, with just, you know, somebody. And, uh, that's good that you could have that. My dad was great about, um, of keeping me humble too. Like it wasn't like, you know, these parents, you know, I say, I said that they didn't put obstacles in my way because they didn't, but my dad was the, fr- my friend, this cap encapsulates my dad. Great. My friend told me this story the other day. He said, you know, when you got famous, I was sitting there with your dad and I said, boy, Johnny could get any girl he wants. And my dad said, well, not any girl. 
come on. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I mean, I'd come home. I'd come home from like doing these car shows with, you know, with a bag of cash. I right? just, you know, be on TV or something. And I'd come home and I lived at my parents' house, you know, well into my 20s. I come home and, and I'd say, so look at that. I. I, I made 10 grand at this car show, you know, and I have a bag of cash. He'd say, great. Now go clean up the dog shit in the backyard and, uh, you know, we'll get back to it later. Mm-hmm, it was mm-hmm. that kind of thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, there, there's, that's such a gift though. And, and I had that in some ways with my dad. My dad was not hovering over me saying, well, here's how I would have called that home run or here's where you uh-huh. made mistakes tonight. Here's how I want you to broadcast. He just let me find my own way. He helped me, uh-huh. you know, so many uh, so many doors were open because I was his son, but he really even left the the platitudes and the compliments. He would say them to everybody else, right? But me, and <laughs> and I I knew how he felt, but and that was enough for me. But it, it wasn't like, oh, okay, Dad, I know, I know, yeah, that's how you would have done it, and and yeah. that that was the best thing he could have done, and I think that was his way of kind of letting me stumble and and stay humble and and all those things that rhyme with humble it's 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 cool it's it's almost cooler when you hear it from someone else saying oh god your dad was bragging about you the other day boy you well, i heard an him, old you know? interview that he did with a guy and it, he had been dead for for 10 years and i heard it for the first time my sister found it where he was being interviewed by this this radio host and and he said the the best thing about my boy is he's better than i ever was wow and he's a nice guy, and those who work with him love him, and that's wow, the that's best great. thing. And and he wow. almost took got into it with the host because the host wasn't like totally agreeing with him. And he's like, "Would you quarrel with that?" And he said, "No, <laughs> no." He said, "But he's a, he's doing bigger and better things than I ever wow. did in my career." And and to hear that ten years after he died, I mean, I was a puddle listening to that how and come you're not just, crying right now though like yeah, while you're you know, because i'm more stable than you are mm-hmm. i have a <laughs> i have bad. a more solid foundation you know i i i couldn't help but thinking that like the minute john comes on you were i feel like you've been checking out his hair this entire time joe i've been touching it too much too no because it's so fucking good i mean i have good hair there's no doubt but right. joe has a hair fetish like he's got issues just, with it but, yeah, like I if, mean, if I had if I if I was a surgeon and I was doing hair restoration, crazy. which I personally have done <laughs> hair plugs, hair restoration eight you times have? in my life. Oh, that looks good, yeah. man. Yeah, I mean, you let's know, see. I'm gonna That's go good. Again. I'm going to go again, but I I would put your yeah. head, and I would I would ask for permission. But I I huh. that's like the after shot for that's what everybody <laughs> hopes for. It's it's unbelievable. <laughs> Oliver is, uh, I, I, and again, I'm not a sports guy. We could talk about that a little bit because I'm doing, I'm playing a coach in this new TV show. Yeah, yes. But um, is Joe, uh, and I asked my friend last night, but is Joe as good as his dad or better or uh, what kind of? Uh, oh, I, I honestly, I, I'm not an authority there. I didn't listen to Jack Buck. I don't know. All I know is that he was a Hall of Fame broadcaster. You know, right. Joe is more national. I mean, Joe has definitely exceeded probably you know, I would say his his dad for sure. I think more more people probably hate Joe though than hated his dad. If that Why? says anything, because when you do national Fox? games, yeah, you do national games and you're not there for either side. Everybody thinks mm-hmm. when you get excited for a home run, the team that just gave up the home run gets pissed at you, the fans, because they think mm-hmm. you're rooting for the other side. It's just not a. It's not a. It's like you're not in our camp. You're not uh-huh. in their camp. You suck, kind of a thing. But that's it's but, social media. 
Did I see we're where talking you're talking about? We're talking about baseball, right? Yeah, ba- it's it's a baseball thing. It's it's a oh. it's a baseball thing that I think. My dad uh, was so into sports, and I just didn't get it. I never liked it. I wanted to play with puppets and Matt, you know, <laughs> and 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 uh, you know, and the games. And he was athletic, and there was a, you know, everybody would come. He said, "You go out of your way to hate sports." I just did. Somebody had to. I hated, you know. Somebody always had to lose, right? When, and I just didn't get it. And I and he was the golfer. He was like you guys. He was a great golfer. And I loved, yeah. You know, as we talked, I loved my dad, and I wanted to play with him. I wanted to spend time with him, so I took golf lessons by myself. And then I said, Dad, I'm ready. Let's let's go. I don't want to be good. And we went out to to. Uh, I, I grew up in Orange County. I can't remember the the. It was in Cyprus, and I Tiger Woods pl- played around there too. I don't know what. I can't remember. Anyway, and it was it was like if you were over ninety, you got in free that day. So and it, a woman. So there was like a lot of old or you know very nice women. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Two things happened. So one, so I get up and I'm like, oh, I got my heart's pounding. I got to be good for my dad. You know, and I hit it. And I sliced the ball. And it flies by this 90-year-old woman's temple and misses her by a quarter of an inch. I would have killed this woman. I mean, it would have been, you know, hey, there's John. St- Didn't he kill a golfing? A-? And then, um, so my dad was, and and then, my, so my dad hit it and and he was yelling to the boys, like, sit down, bitch, sit down, bitch. And three ladies sat down, you know, sat there. but then he got in the car and said, let's never do that again. And I don't think we did. <laughs> the last but, time you played golf, that was what it. A beautiful story. <laughs> when I got <laughs> when I got the call for this new show, Big Shot, it's David. Ke- you get an offer on this David Kelly show. I was, oh my god, yeah, love cool. David. I always want to work. Yeah, with him. he's the man. You know, do I play? A, is it a lawyer? Is it one of those great you know things he's doing on HBO now? And this is mm-hmm. basketball. I was like, oh no, no. <laughs> <laughs> please tell me no. I'm not the player. Am I? And I said, well, we don't know yet. I'm like, oh, my heart just sunk. Yeah. And then I found out I was playing a coach and, you know, I dug it. How did you deal with that, though? I mean, did did you have to research and learn? I did. I, I you know, because I just, I don't watch sports ever. And, yeah. and but I saw, so I started studying Bobby Knight. My character throws a chair and he gets kicked out of the NCAA. And I have to sort of work my way back up at an all-girls private high school in Laguna. And mm. I go <laughs> in just coaching them as I coach the boys, you know. Um, I uh, I watched a lot of tapes and then, a friend of mine said, hey, you know, I'm friends with Jerry West. Uh, he's a really cool guy. You want to talk to him? I was like, great. Talk to, you guys probably know him. And he said, you want to come down to a, uh, you want to come hang out? And I said, "Is because the, the season hadn't started yet. I said, oh, you guys are having a rehearsal? And he said, we call it practice, John. But, um, <laughs> and I went and I sat with him for hours at a, at a, at a Clippers practice. And I'm not even kidding. And I sound stupid here, but I thought they were a college team because I was playing a college. I don't know, but they're, I guess they're not. <laughs> wow. Don't play cards. Do, do not play cards with Jerry West, by the way. Oh, yeah, Let me bit, give you yeah. that. Oh my God. He will fillet yeah. you. But it's funny. So I went to Indiana right. when Bobby Knight was there as the head right. coach. And, you know, I was into, to go into these college basketball games as a student. And I was mm. there not long after he did throw the chair, which is in your show. <laughs> yeah. And when I, I noticed, so a game ends, but the players are off the court. Everybody, they're tearing down. The equipment guys are getting to the bench and the chairs, oh. because it was Bobby Knight, had a chain 
that went through <laughs> all the legs right. so that if he was going to throw one chair, he'd have to throw eight chairs. <laughs> so that the chairs were not loose anymore after yeah. he literally winged one across the court. So uh, that may be something that you guys want to implement into, uh, yeah. into <laughs> Disney Plus and uh, Big Shot. I, is it... Is it David E. Kelly? David Kelly. Is it like Bobby De Niro when you work with him? It's not Robert De Niro. But, I mean, this this guy's like a, a genius in this He's space. Yeah, he is. And, you know, and we have a really great showrunner, too. There's Dean Laurie and, and Bill DeLee as the director. There's, they really, because, you know, David's not around much at, at all. But he, um, <laughs> but, you know, there's a, there was this locker room speech that I had in the first episode, and it was just... I mean, I said, and you know, Oliver, when you're an actor, you kind of play around stuff. I said every syllable. It was, it, and it's hands down my favorite scene I've ever done. And I did, uh, talking about fatherhood, I did this the, in the last episode. So so my daughter comes to live with me and, and I'm a guy who didn't, wasn't a great father. I wasn't around. I'm divorced. I was into my career. And, and you you know, he uses that excuse of like, well, I wanted to, you know, have a nice house for you, a nice school. It's like, bullshit. You did it for yourself, not, you know. Um, but it's, he finally gets it after, you know, these 10, over the 10 episodes where he just, I, I got it. It's about sacrifice. It's about sacrifice. You know, I thought it was about spending time, it, you know, I thought it was about discipline. It is, I thought it was about this and that, but it's sacrifice. It's sacrificing your own needs for your kid. Right. And, and they said it great. He says, and at the end, you don't win a trophy or you don't get a ring or, but if you do it right, you get a kid who's loving enough and smart enough and kind enough to be a better version of you. I thought, wow, that's right. Yeah, no, it's great. And you know what you do it for is pride. And and I'm feeling that more and more now, yeah, that the, yeah. the pride that I have in my kids when they're good kids. Can, right. and, and I want to make, I don't care. Look, I want them to be smart and educated, but education for me is secondary to them being good human beings. You know, yes, I don't need right, A's. Right. I just right. need effort and then I also need just be a good human. And when I have people come up to me and say, your kids are just right. so fucking great, the pride that I have goes well beyond any kind of career move I've made or anything that right. I've done in my life. And I think that is the trophy. That is the reward yeah, at the end of the day. That's great, too, yeah. You know? Well, maybe we yeah. don't need David Kelly. Maybe you should come to write some I'll come write. For me. I'm in, man. <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> Hey, let me yeah. come up. To, I'll do a guest spot too. I'll, I'll be Please. an opposite coach who's was just really highly emotional and just crying yeah. on the sideline all the time. <laughs> we did. Um, we had one of those coaches with uh, with uh, Cameron Mannheim. She played. Do you, you guys, do you remember her? Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But we, we, you're welcome too. <laughs> um, Disney. What, have you been a Disney file all your life? And where did that come from? I grew up near Disneyland in, in Orange County. And I, I just, it was my childhood was there. And I used to, you know, you'd, I met girls there. I got turned on to music there, you know, that kind of stuff. I just loved, I just loved the fan. And, and, and again, I wasn't escaping from a, 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 you know, bad household or anything. I just, when you walk through those gates, the rest of the world was gone and, you know, it was a fantasy and it was, you know, maybe it was too, I was too Pollyanna with all that, but I just liked it. And, and, um, and then when I started to get some dough, the, you know, I, the, eBay was having, it was right when eBay started. And they, the first thing they had put up, Disney was decided to get rid of some stuff. And the first thing they had on eBay was the sign outside of, did you guys go to Disneyland when you're kidding? Oh, yeah. Sure. oh yeah. yeah. That sign, that big blue sign that was on yeah. Harbor Boulevard, it's Disneyland. There, that was for sale. And the opening bid was 32,000, 36,000 or something. So I oh, put that in, forgot about it. And like, and everybody wanted it. Michael Jackson, it was supposed yeah. to go for millions of dollars. 
And the last hour I go, I wonder what happened to that thing. And I see I'm winning and I refresh, refresh. I go, oh shit, all my business. I got, I got to get this. Each letter is 14 by eight or something. And, um, you know, it's in my backyard now. But, oh, for oh real? God. You got it? Yeah, yeah. Wow. And yeah. it's in your backyard. Like, what do you, it seems like a great idea until you get it. Exactly. I um, I had, I, I just moved out uh, of Beverly Hills, but I, would, I lived there and I wanted to put the D up. So I put it like behind a guest house and I didn't think any, because I didn't want it to be, you know, seen or anything. And I didn't realize like from, from Laurel Canyon to Coldwater, on Mulholland Highway, you could see a big D on the hill that says, you know, dickhead lives there. <laughs> uh, but uh, I don't have it up over here. Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, uh, which, sell it. Sell it for five grand. Oh, well, no. I think it's worth more. Michael Jackson wanted it. He called me. I was on ER and I got a message. And it was during the time when he was under a lot of, you know, fire for whatever he did yeah. or didn't do. And, um um, yeah, and, uh, <laughs> and uh, he said, "Hey, John, this is Michael. You know, uh, I really, I really dig your stuff. Whatever that meant. And uh, <laughs> let, let's go to Disneyland someday. You know." And I remember playing it for the cast of ER. I go, "Fuck, come on, I'm not gonna go to Disneyland with it." You know, but uh, <laughs> a but he was working you to get the to get the sign. Maybe. Uh. Wow. <laughs> that would look so much better behind you, Oliver, than what we typically see. You know, if you had the Disneyland sign behind you when we did this yeah. podcast. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I'm not a Disney guy. I guess you know, Kurt, Kurt still is very involved with Disney. Right. You know, he, he, he would go there and do the the candle lighting ceremony. Yeah, yeah. I've done that, you know, yeah. he's still, he's still very involved. Well, have you taken your kids, or has he taken? Oh the yeah, kids? yeah. We've yeah. taken the kids and stuff. You know, for sure. That's the thing too is I wonder about kids during this pandemic. There's no socialization, you know, and right. and it's it's really important especially in at at in the 2 and the 3 and you know mm -hmm. to actually be a part of someone else's life and to you know see other children and learn to interact. I mean that is not yeah. happening, you know. He luckily he does. Like with like I said like 3 or 4 times a week there's a uh, 10 12 kids over here and oh, good. You know, everybody's masked up. Even the kids are yeah. wearing masks, which is sort of heartbreaking to watch, but I mean I'm glad they do it but yeah um he's really good i mean he's okay i mean he's you know there's you know you got you guys get it he's a beautiful kid he's super fucking funny like he loves bits and shtick mm -hmm. he loves but what scares the hell out of me and, and i swear to you i was like please let me have a girl please because the sports thing is not mm -hmm. gonna be good he <laughs> he'll take a stick off a tree and a berry so, and he'll hit it perfectly and he yeah. throws everything perfectly and i just it's heartbreaking your dad mm -hmm. your dad sent him to you <laughs> yeah, right, like, i'll right, teach right. this kid i'll teach this kid how to hit a golf ball if you're enjoying this episode of daddy issues and god i prayed that you do don't keep it to yourself. Share the love. Tell a friend about Daddy Issues. Go subscribe on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Stay tuned. You don't want to miss the rest of our conversation with John Stamos coming up right after the break. Do you have anxiety around being a father? I mean, does it scare you in any way or does it feel natural to you? Mm. you it know? feels very natural. Like it I've does. always wanted kids. I've been around kids all the time, but it's way harder than I thought. And I have nieces and nephews that I spend a lot of time with. It's just harder. I mean, it's just, and the, it, the anxiety comes from, yeah, it's a huge responsibility. As you, as you say, like everything we do, you know, that is affected 
They're affected but by. What are you most worried about? Like, are you most worried about? I'm worried fuck? about him. Yeah. I'm worried about him dying. Is that? You are. And, and I don't mean that as a joke. I, I don't no, mean no, like, no. I, I know. I know. Like, what I mean. What if? And I, I asked a few friends, and they go, "That's get it out of your fucking mind. Let it come in, and then let it mm -hmm. get out." I mean, what's stupid? He's not going to die, and hopefully, mm -hmm. and you know, what are you going to do? Then you start mm -hmm. worrying about yourself dying. Oh shit! Now, because I used to feel pretty immortal. I'm sure you you know that, mm -hmm. guys. Yeah, and you yeah. you're like, oh, now, now, I'm, well, now I'm you know, I'm fifty five, seven. I'm, you know, am I going to be, you know, am I going to be around for, you know? Yeah. But um. I don't overthink it, I guess. Oh. It's a great, it's, it's, it's actually a really interesting topic to bring up because I have that same thing. I, I worry about me dying too. I, I right, get right, nervous right. that, oh, if I'm not here, how are these kids going to turn out? Right. You know, yeah. and my wife has that. Aaron has that fear of them, sort of the kids getting into horrible accidents. I mean, it's, yeah. it, that's, a, that's a lot of stress for her, you know. Yeah. How old is that? How old are your kids? All 13, right? 11, and 7. Two boys and a little girl. And weird names, right? All weird names, right? What are they? Yeah, Wilder, Wilder huh? Bodie, and Rio. Okay. Uh, uh, how are they? Is that Are they holding holding steady with those names? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Joe? <laughs> I, My well, kids you know, are Blake and Wyatt. My kids are Blake, Wyatt, Natalie, and Trudy. Okay, good. Uh, yeah. Yeah, good. but that's... Those are last. Yeah, there's such... Pre there's going to be such, such pressure... <laughs> Oliver, on when your you name a kid, kid and your Billy is my father's name too. There you go. Yeah, my, yeah. that was your that was your dad's, that was my dad's name, right, John? Yeah, 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 yeah. And that was one of the most beautiful things too. My wife was like, "Yes, of course, name him Billy. We'd love it." I'm like, "Oh, that mm -hmm. means a lot." Yeah, yeah. And, that's a strong LA name. In, in LA, mm -hmm. other kids are gonna go Billy. Yeah. Well, so, well, I mean, hey, yeah. there's uh, you know Skyler talking to uh, yeah. Owen talking to Billy. Talking to Wilder. Billy's cool. Talking to Wilder. Wilder. Wilder's Wilder's not too crazy. Well, it is, but it's cool. It's not really. I, th I mean, I think of Gene Wilder to me. Gene Ooh, Wilder. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Gene Wilder. You know, There's kids Bodie. over here named Jagger and uh, uh, Bodie. Know, I think of uh, of the Patrick Swayze character, right? In, from uh, Point Break. From Point Break. Safa. Yeah. yeah. And then Rio. R I O. Rio. I think Rio of Duran Duran. Right. Right. right, right. Exactly. And Joe, uh, you have your kid. And so, how old are your daughters, Joe? Uh, twenty four and twenty one. So, how's that? Were you, are you? Were you? It's it's I mean, the, the dating it's, and the you know, it's, that's, that part. Thank God. You know, I always they're I, finally I always having like sex. Their friends. <laughs> Who my kids? Yeah, yeah, your daughters. Yeah, they are. They are. My youngest dates a kid in the NHL. My oldest is dating a. 31 do you ever old, go so. there, Joe? I mean, do you ever picture like a man on top of your daughter? I mean, is that something that goes? You're gonna your piss head him ever? off. His his plugs are starting to loosen. I see him. <laughs> you, gonna, he's, you guys can't awesome. see this yeah, from no, the radio, they're but falling I just, out. They're falling out. No, but I, what, I, I I'm being sort of jokey. But does that ever come into your mind? Not maybe now they're in their 20s, but in the beginning when they're starting to become sexually active. Are do you does that did that ever make you crazy? Oh do you my think God, of yeah. Kurt on your mother? What 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 do you what what are these yes, questions? Thanks, man? John. Thanks, John. Sorry, Joe. I interrupted. No, no. I uh, yeah. I don't think you you can't not go there mentally, but I don't stay there very long, and I, I don't. Uh, they both have recently talked to my wife about certain things in that area, and Ooh. my wife's not their mom, but just advice on different things and. And I love sexual that. advice. I mean, yeah, not not like your mind is going to, but just just general relationship stuff. relationship <laughs> stuff. Relationship <laughs> stuff. 
how did you guys, how were your parents <laughs> teaching you about sex? I know, I know Oliver's, how, how, how did that go? We honestly grew up in an extremely open household. I mean, it was, sex was not taboo. It was talked about. And what do you guys, how do you talk, do you talk to your kids yet, Oliver? Um, it's a weird time, man. Yes, like right. I talk to my kids in the car. I'm like, do you guys, do you guys know what sex is? Like, yeah. You know, okay. Well, what is it? You know? And they're like, we don't want to say they're embarrassed to talk about it, but I know yeah. that they know. Well, also what about the fucking internet now? And like what, what and phones and yeah. video games. No, I, mo I monitor that. And I, 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 again, I'm a very open, honest parent. I, t I tell them. I, look, I said, look, you guys, there's porn out there. I know you know what it is. I'm sure you've seen it. Have you seen it? Yes. What well, friend's phone? I said, okay. I, I can't stop you from doing that. I understand that this is just, it's so, it's available. Yeah. I said, but you got to understand that this is not the real world. This is not how it's actually done. I said, if you're lucky one day, maybe, you know, but right now, <laughs> as you, as you are. But well, now they're aspiring to, to <laughs> live some sort of porn life or you know maybe right. someday I, we can just, drag it i'm just saying i said this is like an action movie you know you walk you watch an action movie and they're not real explosions they're actors and and then right. th this is the same thing this isn't how it really goes down you know the problem is is that this Do is any how of our your kids, kids are walk being... out of the room laughing when you try to sell them on that. <laughs> they probably just tune me out. They get embarrassed. Have you done sex scenes in any movies or anything? I, I, I think your yeah. sister has. Yeah, 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 for sure. Right. Have you shown your ass or anything? He shows his ass to the mailman. Right. Yeah, I do, but I don't think I've shown my ass in a. Uh, yeah, I think I have shown my ass in a movie. Okay. okay. But I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Have you done um, sex scenes, John? Um. Just on Full House, right. <laughs> <laughs> no. Would you but ever, would really you, John? Would you ever go? Would you ever go full frontal? I'm, I'm, I'm being serious. Yeah. Meaning, like, yeah, if yeah. it was an amazing role, like a Michael Fassbender, you know, when he did, would you ever actually do that if the if it was called for? Pro probably, I, I think so. If it was the right, you would. wouldn't you? I don't know. I'd be nervous. If the, you, know, you have to get it warm in there and everything. Yeah, 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 yeah. Those lights. Yeah. I don't know. I, Look, I probably not, and I probably no. you know who's going to ask me to do that anyway nowadays. It's like you know. <laughs> um, wait, I was gonna, it must be it must be a bummer though to have all that porn shit out there. Like if I was a kid and all that was available, mm -hmm. I don't know what would have happened. I'm I'm glad. I know. I know. I mean. Yeah, I mean, we were when we were kids, you know, we had to find the videotapes and then and then dub them. We would take them to yeah. my friend John's house and and sit there and they would dub in real time. So you'd have to <laughs> literally sit through the entire production to act to get your dub. It, it was much harder to deal with. Yeah. Nowadays, it's a click of a button and you're watching things that are just so gnarly. So I don't know what the statute of limitations is on that, but you're saying right now, Oliver, that you were pirating. Uh, yeah. pornography back in the 80s? We had this porn dealer that lived up the road who was like five years older than us at the time. And uh, we only call him that because he was the one who sort of sold us these tapes. And wow. that's how we that's how we, we got them, you know? So he sell us the tapes and then and then we dubbed them so then I could have a copy. And, you know, we, we were... Dub them meaning much. oh you didn't do the audio you didn't do like the sex no sounds. no sorry sorry we recorded it we, you know we 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 would right, just copy transfer copy yeah yeah yeah, yeah so yeah, you were copying was, video it was a, it was a different it was like a, a federal time. crime 
We were doing so much better with this podcast. <laughs> like you guys are talking about, like let's not post that. Let's cut this out. Maybe this is a section. Of it. You guys are really, you guys are really good on here. I, I think it's a service to do it for us dads out there. Uh, I know. Uh, well, thank you, man. Um, well, thank you for coming on, Johnny. And we, uh, I, we I just want to hear man. before he goes what it is like to work with Oliver Hudson in a scene. Oh, I just I want to hear that. Well, I we could the- I could say something funny, but uh, but he worked like me. Like we were very off the cuff, right? And you know, we kind of yeah. knew our lines. And yeah, but I <laughs> remember everybody was very excited about him coming back because he was on the you were on the first season, right? Yes. Yeah, and everybody was so excited, and they said, "Oh, you're gonna love this guy, Jamie Lee, who I'd worked with a lot on there. I know you guys. You had mm-hmm. sex scenes with her, I think." She yeah. said, "Oh, you're just gonna love him," and he was everything that everybody said. I and I thought we were gonna stay friends after, but I don't recall getting a text back or whatever. No, uh, <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. I, it, I I don't know if we tried, maybe, but I thought, we but did, you know, we it, didn't, we didn't. But okay, let's be well, let's now. be friends. I'm I'm ready nah, to be friends. Now we missed it. We missed it. It's well, over. Now the Joe, now. Hit Joe rock on the other hand, I could, I yeah. could get what? something from Joe. Yeah. Why, why is it over? Yeah, you need to call Joe. He he could probably give you a, f- a few pointers. I want you to see the show, Joe, the pilot at least, and tell me. Uh, I did, so did, they did, sent it to us, and yeah. I tried to get on this app to see the uh, to see the I show know. ahead I did of too. time. Pixar, um, our like producer that. saw it, John, and loved it. Thought it was yeah, great. Was, thought yeah. you were great in it, and so I will okay. definitely. You, and, and I feel like this is good. This is good family fare. This is good family TV. Am I right on this? Yeah, it's it's you know it's it's family tv but it's not full you know you could you you i mean you guys would you would like it with your kids oliver i think they're old enough or maybe even your daughters it's very you know it's disney but it's but it's real there's we're tackling real stories and you know i think the fear was and i think you know before it even barely got announced you know somebody was writing wow it's a you know a white guy coming in and uh, you know how the rock bottom is you know is coaching girls basketball and it's like mm-hmm. that's not the show at all like mm-hmm. i mean to me it to the coach it is a little bit but i mean i those girls step they're so it's just me and about 10 women and they're all great and they just they 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 change me for the most part they don't take any bullshit from me they don't and right away they're just they just stand up to me and it's it's uh it's a very good uh positive female show with with mm-hmm. you know big dummy in the middle of it um, <laughs> the I, I coached i coached my kids uh in basketball mm-hmm. as they grew up and it was some of the most rewarding and some of the most frustrating right. experiences of my life and and it was it was great but uh the girls did not my girls did not like the fact that if i was going to yell at somebody on the court for messing up it was always them but they were my right. kids so i couldn't yell at somebody else's kid but but getting in there and teaching and I mean I I see that being something so rewarding and and I would imagine for you John working with these young women you know you you've always kind of been surrounded by that and I feel like you always kind of leave these projects and this is me guessing but but with a nice relationship with these with these I people do. I do yeah I mean this the the, the this show, most of the we have Yvette Nicole Brown plays the principal. I don't know if you guys know her. She's fantastic, and Jessalyn uh, Gilsig, who's done a lot. So we're the kind of the three adults, and uh, and this guy named uh, Richard Robichaw. But it's all the rest are teenage. You know, they're all 18, 19, 20. and you know, obviously, um, you know, you, you, you the first couple episodes, and I've never done this. I just because I, I come on as a real prick, 
And I, I didn't talk to them and I forced myself to not joke around with the crew and Oliver, you know how that, I mean, mm-hmm. that's, you know, we, that's, that's what's how fun we about being, that's what's fun about yeah. being on set. Yeah. It was so hard, but I think it paid off. Um, but yes, I, and I, you know, you learn from these kids too a lot. But did these girl are these girls of an age? Cause I've been around Saget. I went to a Saget show in St. Louis yeah. And these kids that he did a college show at Washington University, and to see their jaws hit the ground yeah. when he oh. does his act, because they're picturing him. these are kids that grew up on him, yeah. uh, you know, as as one of the stars of Full House, and now they're his material is definitely not Full House. Are you were you acting alongside young women who knew you from that show, and then you're trying to break that down, or was that even in play here? No, I'm not. I mean, that was Saget's gig, you know. That that's that wasn't my, you know. That's I don't. I wasn't. And and nowadays, that's you know, that stuff doesn't fly. Even if you are right. Saget, it's just it's not the time for any of that stuff. No, no, they weren't. No, nah, it was none of that. I mean, every once in a while, they'll they'll you'll hear a uh, oh, Jesse, Uncle Jesse, yeah, that kind of thing, you know. But they they try to keep it cool. They're they're very sweet, sophisticated girls, and cool. I respect them. And, you know. Let me ask you a question: Are you satisfied with your career, like? Are there things that you wish you did or want to do? And I only ask this because I look at what I've done and I'm 44 years old and I'm so grateful for the career that I've had and the money that I've made and the opportunities and the people that I've met, okay? But I have yet to do something, honestly, personally, that I can look back on and be like, that fucking fulfilled me creatively. That got me. That I was able to do something that, that really has sort of, you know, I can I can look back on and, and really respect that I have done right. that. You know, is there anything? Are you satisfied? What would that? What do you know? What that looks like to you? Is it? I'll give you my answer. But I mean, for you, like, what is that for you? Do you see it? Can you visualize it? Yeah, I mean, probably just to get a little bit more personal in my work, doing things that really mean something to me, or playing a role that right. I can really dig into that that matters to me. Um, I haven't had that opportunity and I haven't created it for myself yet. So that's probably what it would be for me. I've done fun things. There's no doubt. Showing your dick. Yeah, showing my dick. Full frontal. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Um, You know, like, I don't think I don't think we're supposed to be totally satisfied. Right. I mean, um, I, I, coming out You're of full perceived house, I, as a certain person, right? Do you want to ever break that mold and be like, all right, wait a minute. I can play this yeah. dark ass character that can really fuck with people's minds. Right. I, you know, yes, but it, it, you can't, you can't try too hard. Cause that, cause then it looks like that. When I was on full house, I was like doing these TV movies where I was playing, you know, a rapist and a killer. Like I tied up Joanna Kearns in some movie mm-hmm. and I tried, you know, <laughs> but but it's, and it just wasn't the right thing you know talking about father when my dad you know left, he died pretty early and then i just started gravitating towards father figures like jack klugman was one of my first ones i worked with him on a sitcom before full house and then i did full house and it was you know at the end of it i was like shit i want to be an actor and this kind of not what people are thinking of me now what do i do He's like go to the theater go to the theater mm-hmm. and i think that i think doing i went to you know, and I, and again, like, I, I know, I really didn't do much theater. I can't, can't sing. I still am not a good singer. And I auditioned to, uh, to replace Matthew Broderick and had a seat in business. And he just won a Tony award. But again, I was a dumb blo- I was like, okay, I'll just, you know, I'll just do some dance lessons. I'll work on it. And I got it. And then, so I've done a few theaters. I did cabaret, which was maybe the most fulfilling. I worked with James mm. Earl Jones on Broadway mm. that 
you know, that. Cool. but then nobody sees it. You know, I know what you're saying. I no, I mean, I, 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 I mean, I've had moments of it, but then you get it. You go, okay, man, I, you know, I, right. I did, um, I, I just got standing ovations every night on Broadway next to James Earl, jo- you know, and then you go, okay, what's next? You know? Yeah. But people do see you as, as me as one thing. And I don't, it doesn't bother me anymore. I, I used to no. stress about it, but this, the, the new show, you'll, everybody's saying like, oh my God, people are going to be so tripped out by seeing you so different. And, I guess to me, I'm, I'm me. I'm like a yell, you know, the guy's angry yes. and yelling at us kind of, you know, I'm really doing my dad in a lot of it, but uh, are you really? Yeah. I find myself doing, you know, doing him and my pointing like he used to. And my dad, my dad was, uh, he was, he could be very gruff. He was, a, uh, you know, he had the heart of a lamb, but he mm-hmm. roared like a lion. My mom would say, you know? uh, and, and, and is that a conscious decision to say, I'm going to, I'm going to infuse some of my dad into this guy. No, it just comes out. Interesting. Yeah, <laughs> that's cool. Kind of that's cool. cool. Yeah. So when I've did your dad lucky. die? How old were you when your dad died? I was. Uh, he died. He was only sixty-five. I just. Uh, I was uh, in my mid-thirties, and mm-hmm. it it was the worst ever. I I'd I I I'd always feared. I'd always had that fear of losing my parents. I don't know mm-hmm. if you guys had that and uh, mm-hmm. that stupid fear. And and um, and I remember talking to Helen Hunt. Uh, Oddly enough, at some bar, and she, she before he did, passed away, and it was the night before he did, and and she said, "You ever go to therapy?" I'm like, "Nah." The only thing I talk about was my fear of my parents dying, and that's stupid. He'd tell me like they're still alive, enjoy them while they're here. The next day, my dad gets a heart attack in uh, Vegas, and he was in a coma for six. I blame Helen Hunt for most of it. <laughs> um, I did uh, not talk to her. Uh, yes, yeah. right. Yeah. Uh, wow. So that, I mean, gosh, man, I, I, why do you think you feared your parents dying? Like, what is that? Well, because I just loved them so much. And I, I, I and at, at that point I really didn't have much death around me. Um, uh, I just had a fear of losing them and now, you know, now they're both gone. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but I gravitated towards, you know, like I said, uh, Jack and, uh, Gary Marshall was a father figure to me and mm-hmm. Don Rickles, God bless him. His, his wife just died. It just, you know, you got to hold on to the moments. Right. And I, this sounds corny and cheesy, but it's like, you just gotta be here right now and, yeah. you know, enjoy your family, enjoy your friends. And, but, but you, know. you have to be guilty of what I'm guilty of, which, and I've talked about it on this podcast before. Now being 52, basically, your old dad doing math and going, oh, man, when they graduate high school, I'm going to be hopefully this, this, you know, I'm going to be this old. When I, when they graduate yeah. college, am I going to be around for when they get married? Am I going to be around for somebody who, and I'm the same as you, I always feared my parents dying. Yeah. And and my dad, who was laying in an intensive care unit for basically seven months, wow. you know, and then eventually degraded to the point where he was begging me to let him die mm-hmm. having conversations that you never thought you would have and you only see in movies and all of a sudden I'm having that with my father you know it 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 does give you a, another I don't know a, a deeper understanding of what's going on and how you do have to hold these moments you know as mm-hmm. dear as you can and so don't waste any time and that's what he told me when, when you get to this point, it's too late. Build your house, have your fun, yeah. live your life, enjoy it. Because when yeah. you get to this point, it's too late. And and I sometimes still have a tough time remembering that. Do you write your kids' notes or letters, you guys? I My daughters, yes. My kids, uh, my boys, my little boys, I have not done that yet. And I, I definitely need to. Oliver, I do. do you, yeah, yeah, I do. Uh, I, I write them little things. My mom you know. left... 
wrote a ton of notes and left them all over the place. And whenever I needed to find them, I think I found all of them now. But at the at the lowest point when she died, I, I opened a drawer. Well, bo- both my parents, my dad, I'm looking at it right now. My dad, I'm going to grab this because this is what you guys like. My dad came over. I was shooting a movie in Yugoslavia and um, my dad came over and and he 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 flew home and I was still there and he wrote this note and faxed it to me and I, and I got the fax and you know and then I think it was about 15 years later he was dying he was in a coma for six months doing a bad thing and I found this let me grab it I found this letter I I I was rummaging through his stuff and yeah, you'd think I'd memorize it but I don't I don't memorize for free um, <laughs> but. <laughs> I don't memorize when I get paid. That's my problem. I was rummaging through his drawers, and he was a very simple man. He drove the same car. He, he had an El Camino, and he would just put a new engine in it every five Love. years. Love very El frugal. Caminos. But then, you know, sent my daughters to, my sisters to a great college, and, you know, and my mom was taken care of. But I saw, I was rummaging through it for, you know, he had a crappy old watch, and then I saw the bottom of this letter. It said, uh, thanks, I love you, Dad. I was like, what the f- fuck is that because i forgot about the letter that he sent me to uh, in uh, during that time and uh by the way this is a great ending for the podcast no i love this Um, i'm already i'm already feel emotional well he's he says dear jay and he and he didn't write a lot you know dads don't you know he had this this kind of writing i'm trying he says Mm. dear jay a a b you know a first i want to thank you for the opportunity to have a great trip and a view of europe without you we surely wouldn't have done it B, uh, you made me so proud those three weeks that my chest is about 60 inches. Your hard work and your handling of all the people around you is fantastic. You are truly head and shoulders above everyone there. C, life isn't very long and a man doesn't have many great moments, but you have given me many. Thanks. I love you, Dad. (sighs) There you go. Well, Jesus Christ, man. (laughs) Wow. So, yeah, That's so beautiful, and it's so. Do you? I, it's it's funny when you frame something like you frame that, and you have that. Sometimes you still take it for granted. Do you ever stop and reread that? Like, uh, when's the last time you read that word right for now, word, like you just you, did? Yeah, I know. <laughs> Prior to that, no, I I've, I have, and I have one for my mother too. But I have them up on the wall, and I I try to look. But but to be honest with you, I haven't really stopped and looked at that in a long time. And wow, man. and it, it's sort of what. Uh, you know a lot of what we're talking about but it's life life isn't very long you don't have many great moments have you, know, you read that time. letter since you had billy um not like i just did i don't think mm. no i haven't no but i'm gonna write him one after we get off here yeah no it's really uh, amazing man and that that's inspiring me mm-hmm. i mean I, uh, I need to do more of that that's that's cool yeah because we've lost that art by the way just because of technology and texting and fucking emails these days the yeah. art of actually writing a letter by hand i mean that's it's that needs to still exist i'm I've gonna been, do that yeah let's all do that and mm-hmm. what you're gonna uh, find yeah. john is it switches because in my bedroom on my way out of my bedroom uh, i have a wall with letters from my girls to me oh yeah, yeah yeah and i was going through a vocal cord paralysis and one of my at the time my daughter was eight and uh, she's pumping me up you know she's <laughs> she's making me feel better and wow. and you know just letters from father's days and cards from and when you get those i mean there is no present like that and so yeah. 
You know, it's it's a beautiful thing to get something like that from above from your dad, and it's it's equal parts as beautiful getting it from below. I gotta force my kids to write me more letters. I think I'm, <laughs> I gotta be like, hey guys, write me something really special right now. I need I need well, I need more of that. <laughs> hopefully, people listening and look at this podcast. We went from taint talk to right, <laughs> you know, emotional. Everybody's uh, crying. We've done Are all you, of it. We, we, we've uh, the whole gamut. All right, one more question. So, we we asked we asked this to everybody. Um, all right, okay. It's a sort of a two parter. Um, something that you have taken from your father that is just a part of you that you that 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 is in your DNA that you are proud of and love that you are him and then what is the antithesis what is that thing that is you've just inherited that you wish that you didn't have you know any good podcasters and i consider you two very good those questions would have been answered throughout the last hour and a half. And I, <laughs> I feel they were, I'm not being a smart, well, I guess I did a little bit. I like it. But we, we've, 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 we've covered all okay. that, haven't we? I mean, um, you know, but, well, okay. So my dad, so, you know, his, his sense of discipline and pride and, and um, you know, that sort of stuff. And then I wish, uh, you know, he, he was very gruff and he could be, he could sound like he was really shitty, you know, and mm. he, I don't think he meant it a lot of times, but he didn't, he didn't know how it, how it came out. And I, I find myself doing that sometimes too. Do you feel, do you feel like you, when you, when you're with your kid, do you, do you feel that your dad is in you? Do you feel like you are, you are, he's coming out of you in a way? The good parts of him. Yeah. I think. Yeah. And more so my mom, my mom was, did your dad say, I love you to you guys? Was it, I love you ever? I mean, Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My dad, he would, but it was rare. And now my mom mm-hmm. would say it every other second. My mother was mm-hmm. very, I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you more, I love you. And my dad would say, God damn it, you use it too much. And it's, mm-hmm. it's losing its, you know, power. <laughs> right. Hey, uh, this has been awesome. Thanks, John. Thank I've always guys. been a fan, but thanks for being so open talking about all this. Yeah, I'm thanks, crazy. John. And I need, we need to re, I want to rekindle our, our relationships. So. I would love to. I mean, yeah. I really, I was really excited about working with you and you, and you were everything. And, um, I just think you're a really cool dude, and I think and you're now I cool. think the same about you, Joe. And God bless you guys. And thanks for sharing your stories about your dads. I I, I didn't hear much of this on the on the four or five that I listened to. It was mainly, like I yeah. said, already Borgnine talk. No, this was great, but, man. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. All Ernest right. Borgnine was my father. All right, see you. Thanks, John. <laughs> Bye, guys. Wow, glad he that got was... that thing off the wall. Wow, that was amazing. And he got Jesus. you, Eddie. You've been made to cry by Eddie Vedder and John and Stamos. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I love him, man. He was so fun on set, and because we were very similar. I mean, he's so playful and fun, and he—you can tell he just loves being there. And I love how open and straight up he is when he's like, "What the fuck are you asking me this question for? We just answered this in the last hour and a half." <laughs> right. I love that. No, that's, I like I, that shit. That's good. Could there be a more youthful looking 57 year old? It's insane. He's he's like he's still hot. I don't know. I, I he, and by the way, his he's shredded wheat. I mean his body's still shredded. Really? Bullshit. Yes. I just uh, Yes. God. Zero liposuction. See, that's not even right either. I mean, I there has to be. It's L.A. There has to be some sort of reconstruction nah, happening. And how about that? You don't hair, know that. Dude. You how, don't know that. Of course, I do. John Stamos in a fucking lipo. Like, you don't know that. <clears throat> you look, have no see, idea. Uh, you, you, right? You know. You know. I got good hair. There's no doubt. But yeah, but I it was starts, even looking. It starts at, back. 
I mean, I was Stamos looking at Stamos' half-ass Eddie Monster. Stamos has got the hair, dude. I know it's <laughs> it's mesmerizing. I could barely ask a question. I was just looking at it the whole time. I know, and he plays with buy. it so much. I can't um, I can't believe no. <laughs> every piece of hair is not falling out of his head. Another good one. Another good yeah. one, Bucky. That was great, man. That was awesome. Good job, Olive. Uh, did you get him for this podcast? No. How did we get John Stamos? I think Margot. I think we reached out. That's amazing to, to me. His team I mean, you, because you he's promoting his show. This just proves how little effort you put into helping book this show. I don't have his number. If I meet, how do you not have his number? You were acting with him. You were in a show with him. Maybe I do if, have his number. If I, I meet somebody in like in passing in an airport, I'm like, yeah, I can, I can try to get them. You meanwhile, you've got John Stamos in your phone, and you don't text him say, hey, come on, we have to rely on other people to get. I him. don't have John Stamos in my phone. Yes, Jesus you do. Christ, yes, look, I did. got Eddie Vedder. Relax. No, you didn't. No, you're bringing nothing to this dance, and you're like Captain Hollywood. You've lived in all these houses. People have Joe. We've talked about this. We've talked about this. Yeah, I, I, I act in Hollywood like this is what I do for a profession. You know way more celebrities than I know. That is a fact, and it by tenfold. I mean, by tenfold. You know so many celebrities because a lot of people love sports. And they look up to you Not and they Stamos. jock you. They're on your jock. Stamos probably s- never heard of me before today. He hasn't. I feel like still feel like we connected. I think you did. I feel like you guys could be friends. I feel like you want to be friends with him. You know, it's yeah, I feel like you're like a little boy in a candy shop or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. You make you make me laugh. I will say that. You make me laugh. I, oh, and by the way, you've taken care of me once again. I've got my golf my my golf gloves have come. Those I don't are the know only why ones you did that. I love your you. Tiny Thank hand you. size. You have little hoof feet and tiny hands. <laughs> and it's right-handed because you're a left-handed golfer. The the you talk about slim pickings on the old G4 website. What size what size do you wear a large I, glove? I wear like yeah, like a yeah, the large. Yeah. Medium, large, large. Yeah, I wear like a a medium to medium large. I like them tight though. I like a little. I don't like loose fitting golf clubs. No, I get it. I'm just saying. I I never stop making fun of my my extremities. I don't need that right now. And you can't sweat. Yeah, I know. We please sweat. Make your something's gonna break. Something's gonna happen, and it's just you're gonna sweat. You're gonna have sweat from a year ago coming out. When I meditate now, I, I literally picture every pore like shooting water out of me. So I picture like literally like I am a sprinkler. Yeah. Yes. I try, I'm trying mind You're over just matter be a puddle. at this point. You know what's going to be left? A hoodie, one earbud, and a hat. <laughs> Do you know what concerns me? You know what concerns what? me even more is that when you just said that I have small feet and hands that everyone's thinking I have a small wiener. Like I can't stop thinking about that. You know? I'm just that no that, that do you think people when up. you said that are like uh he probably is a small ween probably like thinking, yeah okay well so maybe you need to do what Stamos was talking about and and fulfill your dream of doing a full frontal shot in way a movie. too scared I wouldn't do it I wouldn't do it first of all I'd have to grow my pubic hair back out and that would take a while 
You can um, get a Merkin. <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> let's just end it there, shall we, Joe? Okay. I think nothing else need be said. <laughs> All right, buddy. Goodbye. See you soon. Grow them out. Listen to Daddy Issues on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Daddy Issues is a production of Cavalry Audio and iHeartMedia, produced by Margot Carmichael. Sound engineering and editing by Josh Windish. Executive produced by Joe Bach, Oliver Hudson, Dana Brunetti, and Keegan Rosenberger. <laughs> 